0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: The Walking It Off Reds have provided one of the most exciting weeks of the 2022 baseball season with not one, not two, not three, but four walk-offs after having none all year. In the process, they swept Tampa. The Reds are getting healthy and finally playing like we thought they could. Jeff and I will break down all of that and so much more on today's Locked On Reds. Let's go. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the
0: Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked on Reds with myself, Jeff Carr, and my co-host, Stephen Offenbaker. We have been lifelong addicts of the Cincinnati Reds, and we've turned that addiction into information for you as we have a combined eight years of podcasting experience about these Redlegs. And we are part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free and available on all platforms. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about a successful week, the most successful week of the season for the Cincinnati Reds, bar none. And a lot of it had to do with drama, drama, drama at the end of the game at Great American Ballpark. Plus, we've got guys coming back healthy, and that only means good things for games moving forward and some trade rumors around Luis Castillo. But Steve, We got to start first off with the craziness that was this week because of the end of the ballgame, because the Reds, uh, you can't stop watching them, apparently, at least right now, until the end of the ballgame, because until the fat lady sings, the Reds ain't done.
1: That's right, and before we jump into this, Jeff, I just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor of today's episode, uh, that is the Sports Card Investor app. Uh, if you're not using that app, you're really missing out. If you're collecting sports cards, if you're collecting not just baseball, football, UFC, boxing, they've got it all. They have over six hundred thousand cards listed right now. Head over to the Sports Card Investor app and check it out today. But you are absolutely right, Jeff. The the drama that unfolded out at Great American Ballpark has been something, uh, exciting and fun to watch. And I think I'm just going to take credit for it right now, right up front it's <laughs> yeah. because I was in town. It's because I was there. They put on a show for me because I believe deep down, they realized they owed me one.
0: You're never allowed to leave. You, you can't go back <laughs> anywhere else. You have to stay here because where else are you going to go? Steve, nowhere else for you. You can't go anywhere. <laughs>
1: That is right. Well, it starts <laughs> right when I got into town, we go all the way back to July 3rd. And that was Amora junior uh, delivering an RBI single with the bases loaded in the bottom of the ninth to give us something uh, exciting in that New York Mets series. And I really think that was the beginning of, uh, of this momentum that has formed. Uh, we saw it all along. Players were starting to sting the ball. They were starting to get hot. Uh, they were starting to show that there wasn't quit in this lineup and they managed to go out there in the bottom of the ninth load up the bases and Almora junior delivers and that's really the theme uh not only are players getting hot and and delivering but they're doing it in clutch situations when the team needs it the most sorry i didn't
0: want to derail you there that was going into the mets series that was the brave we had to salvage
1: oh that's right series oh Uh, yeah way back that's right the the brave series Thankfully,
0: Almora helped us salvage that one because yeah, that was that was a bit rough. But that was the turnaround, really. I mean, Almora all season long has been providing a bit of a spark where the Reds have been unhealthy and they've needed some help in the outfield and especially with the designated hitter going on. Like he's been in the lineup, I think, a lot more than either you or I would have thought in spring training. And he's really been all right. I mean, we we covered that a couple of weeks ago where he's at. He's kind of around league average. It's not as if he's setting the world on fire, but he's provided some healthy at-bats for the Reds, and that was a great example. And then you fast forward to Tuesday night. Tuesday night was a very interesting night at in the ballpark for the Reds, the second game of that Mets series in which the Reds collectively Pitched a shutout. Now, we kind of covered all of that the day after the game. It was great to see the return of Nick lodolo but also the bullpen providing some pitching that you really wouldn't expect. And speaking of not expecting things, Mike Mostakis with the drama in the end and the drama of a sacrifice fly, which. I think I heard at the ballpark, somebody was talking about this the other day. It was just like, imagine a sacrifice fly being the only reason that just score a run. And I'm like, hey, if they cross home plate, I don't care how. Because, I mean, we'll get to another walk-off that's coming up here soon because that was even weirder than a sack fly. But this was a great game, especially against a great team like the Mets.
1: Well, there was a lot happening that particular night. The, the game got started late with a, a phantom... A phantom rain delay, uh, so <laughs> yeah. you know. Shout out to three dollar beer night and driving concession sales, I guess. But it, it did not derail Nick lodolo He came out and performed well. You know, as we talked about on the episode after that, four point two innings of great work from him uh, in his return from the injured list. And I think the team just built from there. The the bullpen, uh, you know, we've we've bagged on this bullpen, and they they got the credit they deserved that night. And we talked about them and we said good things about them. Uh, but I wanna I wanna Focus in for just a second on that Mike Mustaka's sack fly, because, you know, we have we have beat up on Moose and not that he hasn't deserved it, but uh, we have definitely pointed out all of the times, both offensively and defensively, he is not delivered. And in this moment, that was a clutch piece of hitting. He didn't need to hit the ball out of the yard. He didn't really even need to get a hit. What he needed to do was drive that ball and allow time for the runner to tag and score. And that's exactly what he did. It was a great at bat. It was a great performance and a clutch moment. And and Moose was on the loose. He delivered.
0: And that's really what this week was about: was solid moments. And you can look at Moose individually. He had a couple of solid moments. You're not going to like break down his week and say that you know, oh boy, he's back. He is setting the world on fire. But he got over that 200 home run hump on Sunday. And I wonder if that's going to help him help the Moose get a little bit more loose and be confident in the batters. Box and then the craziest walk uh, off that I've walk
1: off. It was the
0: balk off. I've I I you know and I've watched that video and I've had a couple of people tell me before that what he did with his glove he can't do. that's not something that he's allowed to do. But as much as I watch that video, I'm like, boy, if the Reds lost because of that, I would have lost my mind because I don't know what he did. There was a balk
1: you know at the end of the day i think it's because he didn't step off and Mm -hmm. and you're right if this was on the other way around if the reds had lost this game because of this i'd probably still be shouting about it i was in the ballpark (laughs) this night this particular game that night and you know watching it live i didn't see anything now as soon as the home plate umpire started his gesturing i'm up screaming because i recognized immediately that he was calling a balk but, you know, I, if you look at the experts out there, they're divided pretty much 50-50. Some saying yes, some saying no. Uh, Chris Welsh weighed in, and I really trust his opinion on the rules and specifically the pitching rules. And he believed it was, in fact, the bulk. I think where the big problem comes in, Jeff, is that umpires are so inconsistent with how they enforce the bulk rule. We see uh, players doing the tip, yeah. tap, tap dancing Clevenger's shimmy. Yeah. And, and it's, <laughs> I think we've gotten so desensitized to the fact that there's supposed to be a pause and then mm-hmm. a delivery. And after the pause, if you start moving, that is a bulk. So by the letter of the rule, what happened that night i think was a balk uh, major league baseball needs to really look at this in the off season and decide if we're going to have this rule or if we are not and if we're going to have it they need to enforce it but in this case it got the reds a win and i will take a win however we can get it uh, interestingly yes. enough in this game jeff mike moustakis plays a part again uh, not really for something that he did per se except that he made the final out the previous inning this occurred in extra innings so Courtesy of the Manfred hates baseball ghost runner rule. uh, He was slated to be out at second base uh, to start that inning uh, where the reds ultimately walked it off. But David Bell pinch runs for Mike Moustakis with a catcher. Coles very gets run out there to be the runner. and, And, and listen, If you are slower than the catchers, (laughs) that says a lot. But that's That's what they did. Colesvary is over there. He ends up getting moved along to third base uh, through the course of the inning. And then with Tyler Naquin at bat, uh, this balk is called Colesvary scores. Uh, Everybody wanted to celebrate. Nobody knew who to celebrate with. You could see a lot of confusion on the field uh, based on how that game ended. It was kind of a very weird moment. But at the end of the day, a win is a win, and I will take it.
0: Yeah, really. I mean, it's happened less in the history of baseball, I think, than a perfect game. So it's this was very
1: twenty-third occurrence of a balk off in Major League Baseball history. So yes, less than the number of perfect games in Major League Baseball.
0: Twenty-three flavors this is the Dr Pepper of um, when you're talking about things happening in Major League Baseball history. Uh, no, I, 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 it was something that I was watching. I am like, we won. Great. How? Why? awesome let's yeah sure we'll take it because this has been that kind of year where that has happened to us so it's nice that it happened for us for a change and then you go to saturday and and steve the walk-off that happened on saturday the way that the reds won on saturday i i just you know just take a bow man just take a bow
1: That, that that was We've been all over this and you've been the one that's been all over this. Listen, we saw it start to happen a few weeks ago. Nick Senzel started stinging the baseball. It happened to be right at people. He missed out on a couple home runs based on just the particular ballpark that they were playing in on that night. But you could see it. You could see that Nick was starting to put it together. You could see that he was turning a corner and man, has he turned a corner. He delivers an RBI single to win the game in extra innings on Saturday. That brought his slash line up now to 262, 318, 380. Now understand, just 10 days ago, you know, his slugging was below (laughs) all of those numbers. So he's raised that up to 380. He's in his last seven games, two home runs, five RBIs. He's hitting over 400 and... Since June 11th, his weighted runs created plus is 113, Jeff. Uh, we were on board with this early. I am staying on board with this. If Nick Senzel stays healthy, I think he is finally the guy we have always hoped he was going to be for this Reds lineup, especially down there in the 7, 8, 9 hole. I think I'm starting to to, to
0: join the bandwagon that you started here. I'm starting to feel like he's kind of back i think he's kind of back i like you know insert john wick scene in here like i'm thinking he's back you know i I don't know why i did that voice but yeah um nick senzel has been phenomenal here recently there's been a couple of other guys who had some really hot weeks that i want to talk about here in a minute with you when we're looking at Some good hitting and some healthy pitching coming back and what that means for the Reds moving forward. But it's very clear that this offense is getting healthy and finally performing like we thought they might be able to. And with these walk offs, you've got to wonder if that's just going to just increase their level of confidence moving forward for a team that honestly, I mean, the level of confidence had to be in an all time low.
1: Oh, for sure. And I think you're going to see this kind of things domino and players will tell you uh, it takes one person to get hot and start driving this and things move right along. But listen, it's not just hitters that are dialed in right now. Pitchers are dialed in and Luis Castillo particularly is dialed in and he is performing at an elite level. And if you want to be dialed in and you want to perform at an elite level, get yourself some AG1. Now, you might might be asking yourself, what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy level, how well you recover, your focus, and it helps fight off aging. So yes, basically it does all of the things. Right now, it's time for you to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Make it easy. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thank you for making Locked on Reds your first listen. Uh, make sure you're following the podcast on all platforms, including YouTube. If you're watching us there, thank you. Click that subscribe button down below. If you're not over there yet, there's bonus stuff for you over there. Go check it out. Click subscribe so you don't miss any of it. Coming up tomorrow, the Reds are going to be traveling to New York City to face a red-hot New York Yankees lineup. Jeff and I will have you covered throughout the series, so make sure you are subscribed right here. and. uh not missing a single episode if the reds are going to have success there the offense is going to have to continue to improve and the pitchers will still need to be red hot like they've been Jeff they've been pretty red hot all along Uh, we can start with the return of Nick Lodolo you and I were there for that and it is great to have him back in this rotation
0: Yeah, he looked like for the first inning or so, it looked like he was still trying to work his mind into a major league rhythm, but it really only took one inning because he was able to pitch well. They were keeping him on a strict pitch count, so he was never really going to get that much more than what he got. I was assuming maybe five innings, but he got four and two thirds semantics there. You know, he's he doesn't qualify for the win, but. That's neither here nor there. It's still a good performance from him. And then in his second performance, he pitched even better. Very efficient. Now, I I know that he faced a new situation on Sunday where it was, hey, I'm pitching with a big lead. I've never done this before because, well, the Reds haven't had too many big leads this year. But he was able to kind of limit the damage in that new situation. His two starts, nine and two-thirds innings, he gave up three earned runs, Fourteen strikeouts compared to just four walks. I mean, we're talking about a dude that knows his pitches, knows his pitching arsenal, and works it well in and out of the zone. I've been so happy to see him back.
1: And you know, you hypothesized during that game that you know maybe uh, Ladolo relaxed just a little too much once the Reds gave him that big lead, and that's I, I think that's a, a very plausible. Uh, Mm -hmm. takeaway from what happened but you know that stat line you just read the biggest thing for me is the 14ks versus just the four bases on balls you know these young pitchers I, i really expected them to walk a lot more guys than they have because of them trying to really learn and get a feel for the major league strike zone and how to deal with major league umpires and major league hitters being so great at determining the zone and the pitchers have been a lot better at that than i thought they were going to be and and ladolo's last two starts have been a great example of that of of these young guys coming out and already knowing how to take control of that strike zone and how to get not only swings and misses, but how to keep the ball um, in the park and uh, on the ground a lot. They've a lot of them, especially Ashcraft have really kept the ball on the ground. And I've been really excited to see how these young guys have continued to develop throughout this season.
0: And I think there's a mixture in there, right? There's good talent on Lodolo green and Ashcraft, but I think there's also a lot of credit to be given to Derek Johnson because we saw talented to an extent pitchers coming up between 2015 and 2019 but it always felt like they got into tough situations and they couldn't figure out how to get themselves out of it. And then their confidence just got blown to bits. So when you look at what they've got in these three guys, they're the future and they show on a nightly basis. on, you know, every fifth day, whenever their turn is called, they show why there's so much excitement to be had surrounding them. Hunter green, especially hunter green start on Saturday. That was good hunter green. And when hunter green is good, hunter green is a. Amazing. Talking about six innings, one run, nine strikeouts, 38 pitches, over 100 miles an hour. Yes, I want him to get that third pitch. Yes, I want him to get that changeup. But that was fun to watch. And he was working that fastball and working that slider to the point where there was no shot for this depleted Rays lineup. And I saw some people commenting on that, like, oh, the Rays, the Reds took advantage of a depleted Rays. What have the Reds been all year long? Depleted. Don't don't give me the crap that you're not going to be that happy about this sweep there was great pitching in this sweep because of guys like Ladolo and Green.
1: Yeah, if you look up depleted in the dictionary, I think there's a picture of the Reds injured list <laughs> just right there on the side of it. Yeah, Hunter Green was impressive and, you know, you're absolutely right. When he's on right now, even with just two pitches, he is incredibly difficult to have success against. Uh and that just gives us more excitement for the future because he will learn a third pitch. It is going yeah to happen and when that does happen look out you know there have been comparisons uh, of him to other starting pitchers but he gets that third pitch he may find himself in a category all by himself where you can't compare him because he's just going to be so dominant uh, once he figures out how to keep those major league hitters off balance for six seven eight innings
0: and I love too and it's something that we had talked about a moment ago there were a couple of hot hitters somebody we forgot to shout out Brandon Drury Holy crap, man, like three doubles this weekend. He had two on Saturday. He had a four for five day on Saturday. I mean, other than the pitching, which obviously has the biggest impact on the game, Brandon jury probably had the biggest impact on that game. And the biggest reason why the Reds were still even able to get to the point where they could have a walk off because that was a phenomenal performance. He had the long ball on Friday night to help them win in that game as well. Just a great weekend 277 he's got 18 home runs now 50 rbis on the season i mean what a snub like i i we we could get into this for so much longer than i really want to right now but what a snub dude should have went to the all-star game
1: Should have went to the all-star game and coming up in the next segment, uh, I will talk about why the Reds representative in the all-star game. I want nowhere near it. And I am getting a little bit of pushback on that online right now on Twitter. So uh, we will definitely get into that, but Brandon Drury should be the Reds representative to the all-star game. Uh, You know, he's earned it. He's been consistent all season long. He's been in the lineup from the very beginning and I want him there for many reasons. One of them being it will raise his trade value and they need to trade Brandon Drury. Uh, How's that for a segue into our third segment, Jeff? Segue into the third
0: segment indeed, Steve, because we are looking at some trade rumors. and, 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 you know, it's nice, though, that a healthy Reds pitching staff. It's just interesting, man. It's just interesting. But the trade rumor mill is heating up. And Luis Castillo is at the top of this contender's wish list. See what I did there? We'll tell you who the contender is and who the Reds could target from that contender. After we look at the best way to target your next baseball card purchase, it's the Sports Card Investor app. You have got to check this out because this is the best tool for collectors or casual baseball card people Alike. In fact, if you look at it right now, today, number one, obviously Julio Rodriguez. Dude has been killing it for Seattle. He just had a rookie card from 2019 sell for $165. So if you've got a rookie card of Julio Rodriguez, you might want to check out the Sports Card Investor app. They've got over 630,000 cards from baseball to basketball to football. They've got, in fact, the number two card on there is a Joe Burrow rookie card. Who And they've got all of this for free. Download it today in the App Store or the Google Play Store and check out the Sports Card Investor app. You'll see all the kind of market trends, you can fo- you can follow your favorite players and see when a good time is to maybe go purchase a card from like eBay or something because they have direct links to eBay auctions and sales for that specific card. You can get as granular as what Type of card, whether you want like a Tops or a Bowman or something like that, it's all on the sports card investor. App. you can get it on your mobile device or you can check out their website on your desktop computer to go to sportscardinvestor.com. plus you can go to sportscardinvestor.com slash locked on to find a link to download the app today that's sports card investor app on the Apple Play Store or on the Apple Store or the Google Play Store I tried to combine the two that would be like a monopoly or something I don't know but go to sportscardinvestor.com slash locked on today and start filling out your sports car collection. Make sure you're following us on Twitter. You can follow me at Jeff Carr with three F's. And you can follow Steve at S Offenbaker with two F's. And you can follow the show at Lockdown Reds with no F's in that one make sure you're following us on YouTube as well. Steve, uh, this is trade season. Uh, I know that we've got the draft coming up and I think the trades are really going to ramp up after the draft is over, which we will be talking with Lindsey Crosby from locked on MLB prospects coming up here in a few days to look at what the Reds might do in the draft and also gush about LA de la Cruz. But as we head into trade deadline season, there's a couple of key things that the Reds have to offer. Number one is Luis Castillo, and guess who's
1: interested in him? I'm going to go with the Blue Jays because that's what we wrote on the show notes. But no, <laughs> the Blue Jays, the Blue Jays have been will be very aggressive in adding some help this coming trade deadline, Jeff. And Luis Castillo is not a new interest for them. They were reportedly interested in him this past off season when it appeared that the Reds were already trying to move everyone that wasn't nailed down. (laughs) Uh, Ultimately, a deal didn't happen. Uh, The Reds weren't quite in the fire sale mindset, especially once they panicked and started signing guys back. So I think for the Blue Jays, uh, they've been looking at Luis Castillo for a long time now
0: yeah and it's something that they have ran into problems with both jose barrios who has underperformed and you say who who is also underperformed in their starting rotation and that's a huge reason why they continue to trail i think they're currently in the wild card race with the orioles like the orioles have just been so good i that, that is so fun to watch the baltimore orioles right now but they're creeping up on the blue jays and about to knock them out that, that AL East, by the way, is just nuts. I'm, I'm so glad that the Reds swept the race so they can say we had some kind of success over this division because the Orioles are still in last place in the AL East, which nobody would be surprised to hear. But it's not how bad they are. It's how good the division is as a whole because they're all fantastic. So the Blue Jays got to keep up. They got to get some pitching. Luis Castillo is at the top of their list. And when we look at the Blue Jays farm system. When we look at some top prospects who can really make an impact, number one, this is where the Reds should be looking. It's not, um, I don't think it's too out of the realm of possibility to say, look at the top of their prospect list. Look at Gabriel Moreno, who is the number six prospect in the entire baseball sphere, according to MLB Pipeline. These are the type of dudes that the Reds should be looking at
1: oh absolutely and the fact that he's a catcher that's only 22 years old uh, you can never have too many catching prospects because uh, at the end of the day everybody doesn't make it and the Reds have a notable lack of depth at first base moving up through the system so you bring in a guy like that that's highly touted that plays a very difficult position that if multiple guys hit at the big league level later someone can always move and fill that need at first base and you have uh, abundance of good catchers available to you as well so I like this as a starting point now don't get me wrong Uh, it's going to take a lot more than just that one guy to get a deal done for Luis Castillo but you hit the nail on the head gone in this particular set of deals should be any interest in combining a number 20 with a number 18 and a number 13 to get a deal for Luis Castillo no 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 I want guys in the top 10 and I want them more in the top five for a deal for what is going to be an ace for any rotation in the league
0: Make no mistake about it, a trade for Luis Castillo should hurt the other team to sign on the dotted line to make that deal. This is not a situation where I want them to be like, <laughs> look at this, we stole Luis Castillo from Nick Kroll. No, this needs to hurt, and it's going to hurt if they include Gabriel Moreno, who really... Another key to looking at these top prospects is how they fit in with the plan for 2024. Are they going to be part of the 2024 plan or are they going to be part of the next wave? Gabriel Moreno is right smack dab in the middle of that 2024 plan. Another guy who would be part of that plan is a guy who plays. He's kind of between shortstop and third base. Aurelvis Martinez he's the number 37 prospect in the game of baseball he's their number two prospect and he's only 20 years old and they kind of have him slated to come up next year you're talking about a 21 year old dude who could be on this roster and could really be making big uh Contributions to the twenty twenty four team, and when we we mention these guys, it would be nice if they get multiple of them. But these are definitely names that any trade deal that the Reds get, I want to see at least one of these names on the uh, return that they're getting from Toronto. And Elvis Martinez is another key one.
1: And you know, and when you're talking about a player, this is not number thirty seven in the. Blue Jays organization he's number 37 in baseball and again with Moreno being number six in baseball you're packaging those guys together now you're reaching that point where yeah that's going to hurt the Blue Jays to sign but at the end of the day do they want to win now and I think they do so this is an opportunity for the Reds front office to go out there and apply the pressure stand pat don't give in and get maximum return for one of the best pitchers in the game
0: Absolutely. And there's, there's no doubt in my mind that he is the best available trade ship. I saw some sort of ranking list the other day at MLB trade rumors that said that Wilson Contreras was number one. Stop that. The Cubs don't even want him playing catcher. Why would anybody else want him playing catcher? He's a DH. So that cuts his trade value down for me. I'm putting Luis Castillo at the top. I might be biased. I don't care. He's number one. So for that, we need some big top guys. And so if you're talking about the number one or number two Blue Jays prospects like these two guys, maybe you get one of them and you get like another top guy. If you don't get one of these two, there's two names that I would want to see both of these guys on the trade offer. I'm talking about Ricky Tiedman which I believe I pronounced that right. He's a 19-year-old lefty who is the Blue Jays' number three prospect, but also the number 64 prospect in baseball. Now, he might be part of the next wave, being a 19-year-old. So you would want to include Jordan Groshans, 22-year-old shortstop slash third baseman kind of guy. Um, He's also in the top 100 of MLB pipeline at number 85. He would be part of the 20. So if you get both of those guys for Luis Castillo, then we're cooking with gas, partner.
1: I think so, because then the the Reds are also going to at least be taking offers on Tyler Malley as well. And if they can use him to fill the need for a big bopper type of outfield bat in this trade season, suddenly the 2024 roster is looking pretty insurmountable. Uh, This this group of players you've just mentioned uh, in the deal for Castillo, Jeff, I think go a long way in ensuring that even if everybody in the farm system currently for the Reds, doesn't hit and it's probably a big ask for a hundred percent of the guys on our list for 2024 to hit. But if 75% of those guys hit and you bring in a few of these names you've mentioned right here, well suddenly the reds have the opportunity to be very, very good in a short period of time here coming up.
0: Suddenly they start looking like uh, what the Orioles will probably look like next Mm -hmm. season. And I tell you what, uh, there's just uh, the blue Jays are now added to the list in my mind of good fits for castillo because they got some good dudes that they could send back our way and with all these trade rumors coming up we are going to be on top of it here at locked on reds it's going to end us for today Make sure that you're following the podcast so you don't miss everything that we've got coming for you because these rumors are going to be coming hard and fast and we're going to keep you covered. We're also going to take a look at how these rumors can benefit the Reds for 2024. That's what we're going to be focused on here at the Lockdown Reds podcast. Speaking of focused on the future, check out Lockdown Mob Prospects. Lindsey Crosby has your focus on the future on who's next and who can help out what's going on for the
1: Redlegs. Steve What do we got coming up next? Well... Coming up, the Reds head to New York and face the juggernaut that is the New York Yankees in the American League right now at Yankee Stadium. It's going to be an exciting series. The Reds are coming in on fire right now. If the hitting continues to be hot and the pitchers continue to do what they've been doing, this is going to be an entertaining series that nobody has seen coming. Jeff and I are going to have you covered for that. We are going to be locked in on it and you can be locked on it with us here at Locked on Reds every single day.